Well, not with Bill. Not with Bill. <laughs> not with Bill. No, it's uh, you know when you're uh, one of those uh, operator guys, you know they get to have longer hair and facial fur and uh, all the other kind of amenities. A completely different animal, right there. Yeah, it is. It is completely different. And speaking of that, I did want to mention this too because I uh, I uh, talked to uh, our buddy this past week. Uh, Bone Valley ATV Park is uh, giving visitors $5 admissions when you bring in some canned food items during this weekend, November 12th through the 15th. Uh, you turn in your food for, uh, for fun. That's what they call it, the food for fun in this campaign for local charities. Admission is $5 per person when they're accompanied with one canned food item to donate. So if you want to go out there and bring some canned food and get in for 5 bucks, it's a good deal. There's a lot of stuff going on this weekend, man. Yeah, there is. I mean, I know like my my co-host Erica over on Living the Water Life, she's actually doing the Suncoast uh, Kingfish tournament today. Well, it's a lot is that better today? than today? last weekend. That is today. <laughs> that is today. That is today. Wow, that's what is she doing out, out there? Uh, she's she, fishing. She's actually been part of it. She's been running it. Uh, she's not fishing it this time, but I know her husband. She has a team out there, but she's been running the the tournament. And today. Uh, Weigh-in starts at 2 o'clock. You're going to be, you know, the gates open at 2. Weigh-in starts at 3 p.m. So today is the Suncoast Kingfish Classic. Where at? Where are they going out of? Um, you know what? I don't honestly know. Well, she's your co-host. Why don't you call her and have her call the show and give will. us all the information so we're not sitting here all embarrassed in our well, underwear. No, I'm not embarrassed. I'm just trying to you throw it out be. there. Man. We're all, that, yeah, you should be embarrassed. It's at Tiki's Docks, man. Come on. And so where? Tiki's. Where's Tiki's? St. Pete? Yeah, see, get her to call. I'll have her call. Call the show. <laughs> All right, we're uh, taking a break. Hour number three. Is it in three? We're in three. Hour three's coming up. Oh, my gosh. All right, we're going to be right back. From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Welcome back, everybody. Hour three. Hour number three of the Big and Wild Outdoors. If you missed the other two previous hours... Uh, I don't know if Casey, Casey, you know how to put everything up on the podcast, you think, after the show? Because you didn't do it last week, you lousy. Uh, I think I can, uh, I think I can figure it you out. You don't know I'm how to pretty do it. decent no, with that You know, stuff. that sounds bad. <laughs> I don't trust you on that one. <laughs> Bill, can you help him out on that? Can you uh, walk him through can, the, uh, I can see about helping him with the, he's, he's a fairly young guy. He should be able to catch it. Okay, yeah. He, I mean, I'm I just pretty need good to get technology. I need though. to give him the credentials if he, he doesn't have well, it. we'll see because I think last week's show didn't get up uh, because uh, Slick is out uh, playing around with M4s and uh, artillery. Casey, you're doing a phenomenal job, bro. Yeah, you hey, are. I appreciate the love. Other, other awesome. than hanging up on Steve, you know. Yeah, that was an embarrassing moment in, in time. So, uh, you know, he came in and he was talking about uh, one of his neighbors giving him uh, grief, uh, the Irishman down the street, and I thought that was kind of funny because uh, – I went and logged on to uh, bigandwild.com, and I was checking out the live cam, and then I noticed over in the corner that uh, somebody from Ireland was looking at the uh, website. Uh, we had somebody you know, looking at it from Ireland, and I thought that was actually pretty cool, and um, uh, it's nice to know that we're appreciated around the world. And uh, 
I do have to get to these emails before we get out of here. So well, this is important. Well, let's do that. We just talked about the Suncoast. Yep. Did you get her on the phone? She's on the phone. Well, then stop talking to me and get her on the phone. All right. Because last hour we left you hanging because uh, Vince goes, hey, there's a fishing thing with a thing, and it's a fishing thing, and then there's some fish, and there's a girl, and she's fishing, and there's some things. No, Where's she's it happening? Not fishing. Where's it happening, Hi, Vince? Erica. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Oh, I rep- I'm good. I, I gotta re- I got, I'm sorry, Erica. we got to replay the whole thing because now we have yeah. to go, where is it happening? I don't know. Where's it going? I don't know. Where's it going to be at? How much are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> I, was so set- I, said, I was setting up the, you know, the show. I was setting it up so you can have her call. And let her tell and it, us. And it sounds like you did an amazing job, Vince. As always, Erica. You know, as always. If amazing exactly. means the same thing as horrible, then yes, he was terrific. You know what? I love all you guys. So, Erica, how are you? It's called, it's called goals. <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about you guys? We're good. How are you? And where are you standing? And what's going on? Please help us. Well, right this very second, I'm literally about to walk out the door to get to the tournament site. We're holding the 29th annual Suncoast Kingfish Classic at Tiki Dock Skyway Bar and Grill located 3769 50th Avenue Avenue South in St. Pete. Um, It's the original Kingfish tournament here in this area. Uh, We didn't get to do it last year because of COVID. It's usually been at Gators, and once Gators closed down, we now have a new home located at Tiki Docks. Where is that at? Where is the Tiki Docks? I'm trying to picture this in my mind. Maximo Marina. Oh, Maximo. Why did you just say that? Okay, it's the old Maximo. (laughs) (laughs) Tiki Docks and Maximo Marina. Yes. Yeah, they're right there where the old uh, Skyway Jacks used to be, right there. Uh, not, not, not too far. Uh, it used to be Getaway and uh, right before this. I don't remember what it was before. But, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful venue. They've redone and rebuilt their Tiki Hut there. Uh, Thursday night we had the captain's party. It was amazing. We have vendors and food, uh, Traeger Grills there, Central Marine, Yamaha. Very cool. Um yeah, it's really cool. It's beautiful. Last night we had a charity event. Our proceeds for this tournament go to Ready for Life of Pinellas County. Uh, so we support a local charity here that they help youth aging out of foster care to get them set up for life. Very well, nice. Well, That's a hard thing to get through, man, seriously. Why don't yeah. we have Vince on remote? I don't know, because you don't want to be down there. <laughs> I do want to be down there. I told him to get down there. I told him more than once to be down there. Are you going there today? Uh, maybe. I'm going to leave as soon as I hang up with y'all. No, no, we don't. We know you're going to be there. Well, I'm telling oh, yeah. you, this is such a, this is such a beautiful weekend. What a great time to actually do this tournament as compared to last weekend and their oh, tournament. Oh, my gosh, yeah. You got that glass water offshore. I know that. I always did very good on Kingfish when it was rough, nasty, upturned water, but uh, there may be some out there looking around. That well, you I can, can tell you right now, the boats are already calling in. They're catching big fish out. There, yeah, man, so. I know they were catching I tons of spanish out there too, and they've already caught one. Yeah, they were they were catching a lot of spanish mackerel this past week too. I mean, is uh, is this bread out there with the with the girls? Or he's out there right now on the offshore therapy boat, and he's caught a fish that he thinks going to place. So who's this bread really? person, and who are you? Who is that? Who? Would be my that would be my husband. Um, I usually fish with them, but since I'm Helping with the tournament this time, I don't get to fish. So, oh, wow. she's pacing the floors. I already know. I, I know her well, and she's. Oh my god, that's fish. really funny. I'm literally walking back and forth right now. <laughs> See what I tell she's, you? She's <laughs> pacing. She's pacing back and forth. All right, again. So it's going to be uh, weigh-in starts at Uno. Is that what you said? One o'clock. So they can start checking in at two. Okay. Um, they, it officially closes at five. Like they've got to be in line at five. 
Okay. So, you know, if everybody starts piling up around five, then it'll take a little bit longer after that. But it, it closes. We won't let anyone else check in after five o'clock. I, as an outsider, if you're not in the tournament, that's usually the best time to get there is just before the weigh-in starts happening because then you get to I, see. I definitely would. We've got live yeah. music. We've got amazing food. We've got vendors. It's going to be a great party. What kind of food? The weather's getting? gorgeous. What kind of food? What are you talking food, food, food? Yep, so Tiki Docks has done their own menu. We've got some pork sliders, uh, shrimp. They've done a, an amazing menu for everybody there. Underneath the tents, everything everything's covered for you, too, so um, you don't get too hot. It's beautiful. Their Tiki Hut's gorgeous. Some great drinks. We're sponsored by Three Daughters uh, So we, in Tito's. So we've got lots of Tito's drinks and Three Daughters drinks. It's going to be amazing. And if you go down there, you gotta, you know, if you, you got to find Erica. You know, she's a big, yes. famous TV person now. You know, get your picture and your autograph now before, you yeah. know, you can't do that anymore. You're so right. ridiculous. Not <laughs> no, you want to do it while her husband's out on the boat. That way he ain't kicking your butt out there. For, <laughs> you know, so yeah, exactly. Well, now, this is going to be a tough day for me because I was going to, I got to go to Deer Hunter Guns, drop off the daughter downtown. And while I'm downtown, then I was going to go see Bill Burkett. And go uh, get some barbecue there. And now I'm going to have to swing by Maximo, hit the Skyway Bridge, and go down to Ruskin for the other barbecue event going on. You're a busy man today. For uh, Warrior House down there. So they're doing a thing down there, too. These are good problems to have. (laughs) Right. I'm like, I'm going to be broke, broke by the end of the day. (laughs) Well, come see me, and I'll buy you a beer. How about that? Beer? I'm not a beer guy. Wait, they got Come see me, and I'll buy you a cocktail. I'm not a cocktail guy. She'll buy you a Ragged Branch is also one of the bourbon things, and we've got bourbon tastings and all sorts of fun things going on. He's a coconut rum dude. No, I heard, uh, (laughs) I heard, I heard pork sliders, and so we'll just stick with that, and we're all good. Yeah, and Traeger Grills down there cooking too. He's doing all sorts of great samples. I saw him putting brisket on there today. He slow cooks it the whole time. It's amazing. Bye. All right, girl. Love you. I miss you. We'll see you soon. What's her name? Right. Erica. Where's All she at? Tiki's down by the Skyway. Maximo. Maximo. Yeah. <laughs> you got sure? it. <laughs> you got to train later. him better than that. I'm serious, girl. You got to take over the show, man. Seriously. <laughs> no, thank you. This guy, what a rookie. Right. <laughs> He's great. Vince is good people. All right, Erica. All right, thank you. Go enjoy your day. Right. And I, I, I know have a great time. It's going to be a good event. And she go. She's like, I'm out. Yep. So uh, if you want to see Erica in person, just go to Carbon TV, CarbonTV.net, and uh, oh, go, the water life. go to Live in the yeah. Water Life, and you can see her in person. She, she's an amazing person, man. She does so much for the community, and she does all these different charity events. You know, she's she's that she's that person. You know? Yeah. Oh, she's I know. She's always a taking a bunch of kids and getting them out there, all that kind of stuff. She's the Bill George of the female world. Uh, yeah. But she's a lot prettier than Bill. Well, he's a handsome I, guy. I met her. I met her. Yeah. We did the we did the podcast at one time. Yeah, yes, that's right. And then then that was the beginning of uh, your hiatus, and you never put my podcast up. Well, you ruined it for no, him. No, so. it's up there. Is it somewhere in La La Land? Yeah, it's there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you destroyed it, and uh, they never wanted to nah, come. Nah, she's back. good people, man. I, I I love her to death. She's awesome. Well, it's happening today down in Maximo. I'd say get there around uh, two o'clock. It, two, two o'clock. Ish. The gates open up. As she just said, two o'clock. Gates open at two. Yeah, two-ish and get down there. And well, you want to get down there kind of early so you can get some parking. It's kind of limited, you know. You got to get in there and find a place to squeeze into. Parking, parking's rough down there. That's the only thing I have to say. Well, you can park at Maximo and walk over. I mean, that's always a good. Walks thing. over, walk over from under the two seventy-five. 
No. Oh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking uh, the hotel. He, he, he's still not even in the right place. He's not. He's, he's totally lost. Where are you at? I'm at Maximo Park on the same side of the road as Maximo. As yeah, the I was thinking. I was thinking Magnuson with the fishing. The, you know, the yeah. spear fishing thing. He was thinking wrong. You could do that. So too. the park. You could park over there, but I wouldn't want to walk. You could do like what all St. Petersburgians are doing now. Well, just take the bikes. We'll just take oh, the Uber. bikes and put them in the trunk, and uh, ooh, Uber would be good. Drop you off. There you go. Especially if they're having the uh, cocktail things. <laughs> true, that is true. So that's that's playing it safe. Let's get to these emails. Wait, before we do the emails, can we say something? Okay, what? do it. I just have to say, you know, we, oh, we'd be silly we not to talk about this. I mean, it is. It's only nine fifteen. We got plenty of time. Relax, Sparky. But you know it's a it's it's big news here for Tampa Bay. It's big news here for the entire country, and it's big news for the world. You know it's Winter the Dolphin. Obviously, if you watch the news, and or if you have any idea of what's been going on in the world, Winter has passed away. And if you don't know who Winter the Dolphin is, have you ever watched the movie Dolphin Tale? That's right in their backyard. I what, didn't, man, I didn't watch the movie, but it was actually a really good movie. I, I turned around. Um, just not my kind of movie, but uh, I turn around. I do. That's the dolphin that had lost its tail due to being caught in a crab trap, and they did a whole story about it, getting the prosthetics and saving it and keeping it at the aquarium for how many? Sixteen years? Fifteen? Six, Sixteen years, man. I mean, that's pretty good. Well, no, they made a. Didn't they make two? I thought it was there was two movies. There about. was two, there movies. two they movies. They both were pretty good. Well. uh... I know a lot of local captains, Lori Hall, one of them, uh, she was involved in the movie when they were filming it all here, right. carrying people back and forth and uh, carrying cameramen, you know, to do certain shots and stuff like that. Uh, she, losing her is going to be a heck of a blow to the Florida Aquarium, I can tell you that, because she was a great draw and all that well, kind of stuff. Well, you got hope that's there, too, but you know so, that dolphin inspired a lot of people. Yeah, I'm sure they did, and... Uh, now that's two icons gone. Snooty's gone. Winter's gone. Who's next? Well, Big Al died a long time ago. It was so the there's game. a three. That was the game. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big Wild Outdoors. We come back. Emails. And you're not going to believe what this is all about. We'll be right back. Oh, my God. the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Vince, and Bill. Casey. And some... The great disruptor. Some some teeny bopper shows up in the studio and uh, just derails the whole damn place. <laughs> well, I have a Seriously. major problem I was trying to get my friends to help me with. Never well, mind. I know. It's okay. I understand. It's all good. We're, we're here for you. We're, we're trying to come up with it and um, we're trying to find a solution for you. Uh, I wanted to bring this up uh, because I, I brought it up to the guys. You weren't here yet, Steve, so you were out messing and doing whatever it is that you do on the weekends. But um, last Saturday, we just kind of glossed over a certain subject, and it seemed to, as you know, being in radio for 5,974 years, that sometimes it's the stupidest things that you talk about that gets the most response when it comes to, to radio. Last week... Briefly as we were speaking, and uh, who else? Shriner was in there with you last week. Yep. Yeah, Shriner was here. We we basically touched on, just for a moment, soap at hunting camp. That's right, we did. 
you know, what soaps are used at hunting camp. And I said, you know, the only two soaps that uh, were ever there that uh, we ever used were Irish Spring and Dawn. That was it. Irish Spring and Dawn. It, it cut through everything, and it was, you know, everything. That's all we ever had, Irish Spring and Dawn. Okay. What, what, are you, what are you looking at me for? That statement alone literally filled up my email box uh, with people wanting to give their two cents in on what their hunting camps were. It's the world today. No one calls. They They, email or they text you directly. Yeah. How many times did you call? How many times did you text me this morning? (laughs) Once. Yeah. And then uh, when the text didn't get answered, what did you do? You finally called. So I just wanted to read some of these emails that I got. I, there was a ton of them, but I only picked some of the uh, the top ones because a lot of them were just suggestions. But okay. uh, this one says, uh, hey, guys, last Saturday I heard Braden say that there's only Irish Spring and Dawn used in hunting camps, and someone else said lava. And I think that was Shriner when he was in Unless there. Unless you're from Chicago, then it's lava. La- lava. <laughs> yeah, it was Shriner. Uh, he said, all those are good if you're shooting whitetails and birds, but up here in Idaho, where we're shooting bears and elk, we always use Zote Bar Laundry Soap. And I don't know what that is, so I had to go look it up. Zote is a Never laundry soap. It. It's a bar soap that um, uh, is made in Mexico, and it's a laundry soap that is very well thought of it's like the number one seller so he uses zote z-o-t-e bar laundry soap for bear grease on our hands and arms and gojo cherry gel pumice hand cleaner for everything else you can buy by the gallon just wanted to let you know that there are other soaps that work good hunting guys jason Gojo? Gojo, I've yeah. heard of. I, I've used yeah. that before at radio stations. Yeah. I've used it when yeah. I was worked on my car. Uh, yeah, Gojo. Uh, I guess they make the a orange. softer cherry scented one. I don't know. But the cherry's nice. I, I've had the cherry before. What's so. <laughs> you to exfoliate too before you it's, use your Gojo? I mean, hey, you know, before you touch the board and get all, you know. So, uh, some quick quick ones. Lori, she wrote in. She said, lava for everything in camp, but I actually hate it because it is so rough. Uh, you know, because it does have the pumice. Robin, Missouri agrees, only Irish Spring and Dawn. I don't know if it's just a Missouri thing, because that's where that hunting camp it always was. Uh, Brian in North Carolina says they used to use Irish Spring, but they've switched to Fell's Naphtha soap. It's a hard bar laundry soap, and it cleans better, lasts longer, as long as you keep it in a dry spot. Now, Interesting. Now, in that, like, contrary to the use of soap, if you keep a bar of soap in the drawer and you never take it out because it's a dry spot, it'll last forever. Sure, I will. Well, I mean, but if you put it under the water with your hands, it's going to disappear. Not all the time. Uh, another one, uh, <laughs> the uh, the lead-in was camp soap from David T. He says, I use Dawn for everything in camp for cleaning, but while the wife and the kids are in camp with me, we use, and I had to look this up, Jason's all of Jason's men all in one forest fresh body wash. And a parenthesis says my wife found it online. It smells awesome and it doesn't seem to bother the deer. And it's like a botanical um, foresty cedar, you know, whatever. I'm sold, man. I mean, it sounds like he's got it all figured out. That's nice. But you know what? When you got a name like this, uh, with it, <laughs> yeah. you, you know your wife found it online. Yeah. He didn't go shop for it and go, 
You know, I'm looking for a manly scent that <laughs> I can wear. A little sparkle to it. And, yeah. uh, so, but uh, when his wife and kids are not there, he uses Dawn like I do. Uh, John up in Georgia asked, who the hell said Sasquatch? That what, was me. <laughs> what, he said, uh, who the hell said Sasquatch? What are they hunting in the woods? Human does? Deer could smell that stuff from 10 miles away. No thanks. <laughs> so that would have been you? Yeah, uh, you I said, think I Sasquatch. said Sasquatch. Uh, Josh up in Wisconsin says, uh, you guys were LOL with the soap topic. Dawn and Irish Spring aren't all that great for up here in the cold, dry air. Dries out your skin too much and makes you itchy. And scratching in a tree stand is not good. <laughs> uh, we use just plain old unscented uh, Dove bar soap. I love Dove. Yeah, yeah the only thing that uh, only thing is is that it melts fast if it stays wet. And they says, uh, "When are you guys going to do another canned deer tasting?" That was really fun. Well, we we we'll have to turn around. We got some new people in here, so yeah. And uh, the other. Honorable mentions for all the other ones. A lot of people just put one word things down. I think there was about five or seven for about for lava. Uh, one that I did know of was uh, about five people said castle, which is the castle cocoa uh, soft laundry bar kind of thing. And then plain old safeguard got about four uh, mentions in there. And then the last one I wanted to mention because I had to go look this up as well. Uh, this lady actually lives in Jacksonville, Florida. Her name is Sarah, and she likes Ginger Lily Farms Botanical All-Purpose Natural Fragrance-Free Hand Soap. Buys it by the gallon. <laughs> Say that three times fast. My Lord. Ginger Lily Farms Botanical All-Purpose Natural Fragrance-Free Hand Soap. You can buy it by the gallon. But wait. There's more. No, that's all. That's <laughs> all the ones that I wanted to get to because I figured we'd be sitting here all day talking about soap chat. I, I love Dawn or Dawn. I love that for a lot of different things, and I also love Dove. A couple of people said the one good thing about uh, Dawn or Gojo uh, and the Zote is that if you're a fisherman, it helps to get the fishy smell off your hands. That the Gojo will do that all day. Yeah, the orange one. Yeah. Yep. Orange scented one. Yep. Um, uh, they did mention that, you know, they're like, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a fisherman, but I use Dawn for cleaning off certain things. Or take I, lemons and cut up some lemons and just rub your hands with lemons too. That works too. <laughs> the funniest lemon thing I had was when I had that, the lady had to check that scent of the alligator or the sex of the alligator. <laughs> she was complaining because we did it while, after we ordered the food at the restaurant and she come back and she kept saying how her hands still smell. <laughs> so I told her, take a little lemon. She, right there in the restaurant, squeezed about three or four lemons in her hand and was rubbing it around. Got to get it off, man. You know, and, and, you know I had to say this, but I, I narrow-mindedly, I, you know, when I thought about hunting camp, you know, I literally was thinking just, you know, what we do at the camp and with Irish uh, Spring and uh, Dawn. Never thought about bears. I mean, I've never had to clean a bear, but I know how greasy hogs are. And how to get that grease off your hands, especially if it's a ruddy, nasty, big old boar hog to get that smell off of there. Um, I guess bears and elk are a lot greasier up there in Idaho, so that's why they go with the Zote uh, bar, hmm. laundry bar. A laundry bar is a lot harder, you sure. know, and, and they can scrub it and get it on there. I don't know. Well, anyway, there's some other choices that you can use for your hunting camp from around the country. I thought that was pretty interesting and in how... You get on soap, and then all of a sudden it just 
email blows up. I wonder what stupid thing we're going to talk about next weekend. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Go by and see you today. Got some lots of deals and still got trucks on the lot for you. Go get one. Welcome in. Welcome back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brayden Vince, Bill, George, and uh, that Casey kid. Want to give you a real quick fast cast for today. Mostly cloudy. Highs in the upper 60s, lower 70s. 10% chance of rain. A beautiful, beautiful day to go down and go hang out with uh, your girl down there at uh, Maximo or head down to Bayboro Brewing down there with our good friend Bill Burkett. Take the kids, have some fun, have some barbecue. Tomorrow's going to be partly cloudy uh, with highs in the uh, mid to upper 60s. It's going to be fabulous. I'm so excited about being in the coolness. It was nice this past week, breaking the kids and taking them to school and, you know, saying the words that every parent says only once, every once in a while in the state of Florida, which is, don't forget your jacket. Don't forget your jacket. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Which is such a rarity that you get to say it. It's like, uh, to my backpack, Dad. Oh, awesome. You don't forget your jacket. Which really isn't a jacket. It's just like a, a parka. heavy shirt or yeah. something. It's, not, it's not, nothing crazy. Uh, we're, we're playing with this thing. I wanted to uh, put it out there that we're uh, starting something. We're trying to, we're playing around with our uh, Facebook page, what we're doing is we're trying to uh, start the live audio and to start the audio room uh, that we can have at the uh, Big and Wild on the Facebook page. And then you've got one, I think, on your personal page yeah. as well. There's Captain Greg. Oh, Captain Greg is on there. So uh, <laughs> this way we can kind of no um, we can uh, we can put it up there and then you can <laughs> stare at us and yell at us, do all these things in the background kind of thing. And we'll see if uh, it's something that we'd like to participate in for a while. I think that it's one that we may be able to use. I don't know. And uh, right now I'm just trying to do the big and wild one. Do you do that one on yours? I'm Is doing this on, on my own page. page? Yes, I don't know. I mean, Greg, you can hear us, right? Ah, okay. so you can hear him on there. Oh, great. Uh, well, great. I can't. we can't have a bunch of people talking in the background. Yeah, it's going to be. There's Casey behind the board. He can see us. Oh, are you giving him the look around? Is that what you're yeah, doing? Yeah, man. This is the studio tour, baby. Yeah, oh, that's uh, nice. Greg knows the studio. He's been here before. Very nice. You know, he's, he's, he's not a stranger. Well, I just started one on the uh, Big and Wild one. It's the Big and Wild Studio is what it's listed as, Big and Wild Studio, and it has me as the host, or at least the, the page as the host, but I think it's an audio one only. It's not video. You know, I don't so, know. I don't know how many people you invited on there and how they can- well, There's uh, another one. <laughs> how many people can you shove onto one I, page? I don't know, bro. We're about to find out because I got another one that just popped up, so we'll see. I don't know how this one's working. It just says, and, and bite so speakers- invite people. Who do I invite? I Just click all. Who cares? Just start pressing buttons, bro. Can you, can you push Just all? Press. I don't think you can push all. Can you? No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. There's so many people on so here got, on our page. We got Fort Lauderdale. We got Georgia on here. All right, we're getting there. Or actually, I'm sorry. I think my buddy's out in Kansas. Yeah, but that's only on your page. So right. I don't. I don't know. I I don't know how to invite any of these people. Let me see if this I can new invite. Fandangle stuff. See if I can invite you. Why are you can invite me? I can't. I'm on. Why do you invite Bill? Because Bill's over there now. He's trying to get on. 
Oh, I can't invite you. Let's see what happens. Dude, I'm going to invite it. you and see, if it, and see if it like breaks into yours. Yes, folks, this is how radio is done. We experiment <laughs> on the air with you. Oh, uh, wait, Rob is listening in, too. I don't know if he can hear me or if he can speak back, but uh, if it's in the Welcome. background, this is going to be bad. Yep, it'll be interesting. Hey, if y'all are on these phones and uh, you're talking, <coughs> do, no, not, Russ do, is not, in there. do not cuss. Russ is in there, too. I don't know if he can hear me or not. How do you even know if, <laughs> I, if they can hear us or whatever? I have no idea. Well, I know Greg can hear us because he's waving at us. He's giving us the thumbs up. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, get, he's on yours. That's why. Yeah, he's on mine, and I got Gary on here, too. You know what? Who's that? Is that Rob? No, that's who that's Greg. That? Greg, hang hang up on that one and go get it in the big and wild one, and we'll see if we can if you can hear us, and that way you can text us or whatever. Uh, right, we but, can't hear you. I got headphones on, bro. Hello. Oh well. <laughs> All right, I'm moving beyond this. <laughs> I don't have time for this. Um, Ain't nobody got time for that. I wanted to bring this up because I know Bill George is uh, gonna be uh, putting in his two cents over this. But one of the things that you never really do. We know we have laws against these kinds of things, but a guy, Ronald G. Grigg, 62, of New, New uh, Umberland, was arrested on felony and misdemeanor charges this past last Sunday. Deputies said they responded to a call of a vehicle being shot at at 9.34 a.m. in the town of Saratoga. I'm assuming that's around New York. New York. Uh, this gentleman, Ronald G. Gibbs, 62 years old, basically... Uh, allegedly opened fire across a highway trying to shoot a deer that resulted in the injuries of two people in the vehicle. Mr. Gibbs is accused of attempting to illegally harvest a deer at the time when he allegedly fired north across the two-lane highway, striking the vehicle from its location. The occupants of the vehicle were treated for their injuries at the local hospital and released. He actually fined, uh, faces a count of reckless endangerment in the first degree, which is a felony. An assault with a third degree, which is a misdemeanor. And he was also cited on numerous environmental conservation law violations and will answer to the charges at the Saratoga Town Court at a later date. So first off, why was he? Why would he, in his right mind, even think about shooting across the street? Whoa, 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 whoa. Do, you need to put yourself in a different perspective. In Pennsylvania, it's legal. If to shoot across the street, oh yes, a highway. Come on, man. Oh yes, you can shoot across a highway, as long as your elevation and the elevation of what you're shooting at is much higher than that. Okay, so if you're so in a tree stand, if I'm on one hill and there's a deer on the other hill, and down in the valley there's a road, I can turn around, I can shoot across that road, because at no point is that bullet going anywhere near any type of vehicle. But it's still common sense, bright boy. You don't well, shoot across the street. Yeah, no, you no, don't. No, uh, you don't do that. You're in Florida. You don't understand the concept of one hill to another hill. <laughs> we have hills, okay. man. They're called bridges. But yo, know, we don't have those kinds of hills. <laughs> well, obviously, this guy was not in that position and Correct. shot flat across Correct. a road, Correct. walking right, from right. one place to another, and uh, ended up hitting uh, a truck as it was intercepting the bullet, which is a bad, bad thing. I think that. Uh, yeah. I've always been taught you don't shoot across roads. Be, but if you're in flatland, that's the case. But if you're in places where you have a bunch of hills, it can be done safely so long as that projectile is way above and never goes in that pathway. Are you hey, sure? Not, not to interrupt you, but this is pretty cool, man. I get to see my baby brother up in uh, North Carolina. Yeah. He, yeah. Jo he joined the room, baby. Well, he's not on the Big and Wild studio so, when he's just so, over there farting around on your phone. Whatever, man. So, don't hate. 
I am hating. Hang up on him. So I can I can turn around. I can I can say that in some places it's it's okay, but obviously in that place he was not right. in that position. That's right. The other day, matter of fact, just this week I asked uh, legal advice on the discharge of a firearm, not from a public road, but on a right away and whether or not I'm allowed to turn around and discharge a firearm on a right-of-way. Are you? Uh, I was. Are you allowed to discharge on a uh, a firearm on a right-of-way? That's. I was told yes. But well, they told you wrong. Why? Why? It's not a public road. It's not, it's not open to the public. It's not a named or numbered street. Now you're just looking at the gray area there again and uh, trying to well, figure you, it out. And, no, uh, you just got to know. What the rules are? Oh yeah, well that is true. <laughs> I mean, the the no discharge of a firearm on a public right of way is to protect the people and keep somebody from pulling up with your car and all of a sudden start shooting at stuff. Yeah, don't be doing that, Vince. Vince. I'm sorry, I'm busy. I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> I got people jumping on, jumping in, saying hi. It's kind of cool. Yeah, but it's, but it's not helping the show at well, all. It's it only is. helping your uh, Facebook page. Well, I'm just trying. Dude, mine does video, yours does audio. Yeah. You get the best of both worlds. Yeah, sure. Uh, video. So. I don't know. We can do the video. Right. Come on, man. I don't know. It just says audio, so that's all we're going with. That's all I can do. That's the way it has to be. Uh, climate change. Here we go. Climate change. You ready for this, Bill George? Is causing record warming in the Great Lakes. All five of the Great Lakes have been one or two degrees above normal since October. According to uh, NOAA, the increase may not sound threatening, but NOAA's Great Lake Environmental Research Laboratory says it could have negative impacts on the ecosystem on fish because the plankton and phytoplankton and the whole dynamics of small animals, animals within the lakes. It says they analyzed 60 lakes in the northern hemisphere and discovered... Water temperatures have steadily increased over the past 100 to 200 years. <laughs> Which is a drop in the bucket on climate <laughs> history. I just, I, uh, I read this, listen. I read this and I said to myself, if the lakes, they're panicking right now because the lakes are one to two degrees warmer than in this month than they were last month. What were they 100 years ago or 200 years ago? Were they frozen How about, let's solid? Let's go back to the Ice Age. <laughs> Do we want to bring back the glaciers? Yeah, were they frozen solid and uh, they were, what, above 60? I, uh, this is my problem. This is my problem. And and I look at it in, in species and everything else. Where do we, as human beings, decide now that we have so much control that we don't want anything to change? We don't want... We don't want country boundaries to change. We don't want species to go extinct. We don't want new ones somewhere because you weren't here before. We that's don't right. want to. We want to freeze the world in time, and that's not the way this world works. Because we want what we want when we want it. That's yeah. why. Yeah, and uh, well, I want some Goliath grouper. <laughs> <laughs> I want Goliath grouper nuggets, dang it, and I want them now. Uh, now, the other one that I read this past story, which... Um, I was going to kind of tie into the whole flipper thing, the winter dealio, because, you know, that trapped in a crab trap, and that's how she ended up, uh, you know, uh, being hosted at the uh, Clearwater Aquarium kind of thing. 
But now this kind of goes with ocean trash. During the COVID-19 panic, during this COVID-19 pandemic that we've mm-hmm. had going on, guess how many tons of pandemic-related waste has made it into the oceans? Being like face mask and all that Gloves, stuff. face masks, uh, testing things, all that kind of stuff, everything. 28,000 tons of pandemic-related plastic waste has ended up in the ocean, according to a new study. And within a few years, the portion of those plastic gloves, packaging materials, all the other stuff will be swirling around the North Pole. The that's, anal- that's sick. Hey. The analysts found that 193 countries produced about 9.2 million tons of pandemic-associated plastic waste yeah. from the start of the pandemic to mid-August 2021. The, the majority of the plastic, about 87.4%, was used by hospitals, while 7.6% was used by individuals. So here's my question. How does it get there? Uh, I was just going to ask that. How, You're too slow. How are we not, how are we not disposing <laughs> See, of this properly, and how does it not, why is it getting into the waters? Well, I, uh, you know. And who's but, allowing it to get in the water? I guess like places like New York where they go out dumping in the ocean with barges and stuff. I don't know. Isn't I, that stuff illegal anymore? I, I, I would, I, don't know. I mean, I you don't would know. think. Why don't you research that? Uh, packaging and test kits accounted for only 4.7% and 0.3% of the waste, respectively. While in the short term, the trash has mostly impacted coastal environments near the source. In the long term, garbage patches may form in the ocean. And by the end of the century, almost all the pandemic-associated plastics ended up either in the seabed or on the beaches potentially hurting ecosystems. And we wonder why we can't get things to do the right things. So COVID's going to be killing porpoises. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Vince, Bill, George, and uh, Casey hanging out with you. And uh, now it's funny because we're doing the uh, Big and Wild Studio on Facebook, uh, where I guess you can only hear the audio. But uh, Terry just chimed in and says, "I'm watching hunting on TV and listening to you on the phone." So that's, that's pretty. That's pretty fun. That is kind of cool. Well, it's another way you can actually well, we'll, uh, find. We'll this have somehow. to turn around and figure it. Out. Uh, good news. I wanted to get some good news. I always like to bring uh, good news. And the good news is for October is is that the volume of firearm purchases in October was the second highest, yes, in the 31-day reporting period on record, lagging only behind the scalding pace set in 2020 when the pandemic and social media unrest drove transfers to an all-time high. Well, why is that a good thing? It's a good thing. We got why more firearms good? owners out yeah, there. Yeah. Get them out there. That means higher demand for ammo. Yeah, they'll catch up sooner or later. They won't catch up. You gotta have faith, soon. man. You gotta have faith. Uh, well, well, you've been in the business how long? A long time. Uh, what would you rank the supply for the last two years as? Uh, fair to Midland, depending on what you're looking for. But you got to understand that everybody was caught off guard. Everybody, nobody was caught. Yes, off they guard. were. Yes, they were. The manufacturers admitted it themselves that they thought that they had warehouses full of ammo that were going to last for years. But then, when you have 
14 or 15 million brand new firearms owners uh, coming in with in a year. Uh, that ammo goes away, and it goes away quickly. And then all of a sudden, the hunters and yeah. everybody else is panic buying. There's it go- where it was. It wasn't so much. It, it well, they weren't ready for panic up. buying. It was stocking up. <clears throat> they, so, they stocked up. According to the small arms analysts and forecasting estimates, uh, roughly 1.53 million, which is a 31.8% increase in the same period in 2019, but 21% less than the previous year. But still, in October, we added, like I just said, 1.53 million That's firearms. That's a lot of firearms. That's in a month, bro. A month. So, so you can talk about hoarding and everything else all you want to. It's just demand, demand, demand is outpacing supply. That's the problem. And every manufacturer from Hornady, Remington, anybody, who, you name them all, they'll all tell you the same thing. Dude, we are running. We are running machines. We're pumping them out there. But as soon as it hits the market, it's gone. It's gone. There's a void, and it's basically the bottomless pit that once people get there and uh, they find 270 ammo, I call, I get my two boxes. You know I'm going to call Vince. I'm going to call you and go, hey, man, do you need 270 ammo? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, man, I need like three boxes. And you're like, well, they got some here. Do you want me to get it while I'm here, or are you going to come and get it? At least they're spreading the word. And Get it, it while you got it, man. I mean, and you got to remember, a case is 20, 20 boxes, bro. And, I mean, it's that's 10 people, and you're done. 10 people, and it's over. It's gone. It's out of there. See ya. Adios. We didn't even get the 22 unpacked yesterday before a lady walks up and she goes, are those 22s? How yes, much, ma- how yes much? ma'am, they are. I'll take three boxes. Can I take four? Yeah, four <laughs> boxes, and we're gone. How much is a box of 50 22s? Uh, that was the uh, the new uh, CCI velocitors, so that was about uh, eleven bucks, ten bucks, ten ninety five for, for twenty two shells. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> Quick question: Five years ago, what was the cost of twenty twos for uh, that box? A box of fifty? Three dollars. Mm, yeah, four seventy five, maybe somewhere around there. Yeah, I can't be paying eight. 10, 11, 12 bucks for a box of 50. Well, if you really want to feel bad, let's go back to 1985 when you could walk into Bill Jackson's and buy a brick, brick of a thousand <laughs> rounds of Wildcats or Yellow Jackets, uh, Remington Yellow Jackets, for $5. 500 rounds for five bucks. I mean, if you really want to feel I bad. That's, that's, that's what I remember. If you want to feel really, really bad, I still have a case of those, a box of those up in the top of the safe. You can't find them anywhere. That truncated twenty-two that's blistering out of there at around sixteen hundred feet per second. Love that stuff. That'll give you a crack in the whip, I've been, man. I've been, I've been shooting the subsonics. Now I do shoot the subsonics and the shorties when I'm out squirrel hunting because I just like the sound of that thud and then the thud. Yeah, it's like boom. You can actually hear the bullet <laughs> the squirrel is knocking his butt yeah. out of the tree. And they I, do a good job. I know it sounds evil, but, uh, you know, Casey's in there weeping openly, and I don't know if it's over winter or the fact that I just described shooting a squirrel with a subsonic cannon. You know what? <laughs> hey. I think it's more winter. Hey, oh, I got sorry, a, buddy. I got a question. You ready for this? You know, like uh, Van Gogh and all those, when they turn around and aren't here anymore? Van Gogh? Van Gogh. You mean like the, the, the artist? Yeah. Okay. Like Van Gogh Tango? Yeah. You yeah. said Van Gogh. Yeah. The, uh, is is winter's paintings going to become more? I'm sure valuable? they will. 
Yes, they will. Why wouldn't they? <clears throat> you have one of those, don't you? Uh, the, one of the very first ones. Yes, sir. When uh, Winter first got hurt. And What'd you pay for it? Like 25 bucks. $25? Well, yeah. it's, least, it's worth at least 100 now. Well, at least. I mean, one of her one of her therapy was is to sit in the water and, and move her tail and paint. Did she uh, paint did she, with her tail? No, she painted with her snout. Dingo. Okay. Well, she had to use well, the tail to keep the... her above the water, so she was painting. Oh, okay. And that was the therapy to make her move her tail the right I gotta, way. I got to kind of ask you, uh, what is it a painting of? Uh, dude, it's just lines, man. It's on a purple background with just lines on no, it. No, I mean you got to be like a true artiste connoisseur. Did you step back, put your uh, you know your hand right here on your chin, and put your other hand like under your elbow and stand back? It's and a flipping dolphin, hey, man. Contemplate it and then go. You know the deep thoughts of, no. of winter when she put this into this. You could see her soul on the <laughs> no, campus. No, I'd say on the it, canvas. It looks like the fence that is holding me in. You it, guys are jerks. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> insensitive no, jerks. I'm just asking you. No. Did they give you no, a determination man. of what you in it, your it, mind's it, eyes? No, see? there was no. Det- it was just you make it whatever you want it to be. It was just a therapy. That's what she did for therapy. That's what I just asked you. You can. I make said it- that. So, what do you see when you see Winter's picture? I see. I, I see uh, happy times. That's I not see- what you see. What, what, what am I supposed to say? What are the colors the- in this happy time picture? It's a lavender background. Lavender as in purple. As in lavender. There's a difference. There's purple there's and there's lavender. Only if you're a female, dude. You you needed to get out. And, am I am I wrong? I mean, I, I don't think. Don't ask the kid. Lavender is that female. I mean, lavender is a nice scent. You know? Right, it's a good, it's a good color, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah see, yeah. so anyway, out of your mind, it drops your testosterone level <laughs> like nine hundred points. So there's also there's for real lavender. There's light blues in there. So purple, blue, and, and what there's else? A, and there's like a, a pale yellow. And it's all striped. Purple, it's blue, and yellow. Lavender, pale yellow, and light blue. Sky purple. blue. Purple, sky blue, and yellow. Blue. Sky blue. Yeah. I can't think of anything I, in the world that has purple, blue, and and yellow mixed in with uh, it. I can. What? LSU. There you go. No blue. But That's but gold. purple and yellow. Yeah. LSU is gold. And it's part. Hey. What's gold? Some yellow, isn't it? Er, er. No. Hey. It's gold. Now, now it's like did, saying chrome is silver. <laughs> did, 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 yeah, that, that's a good point. That's fair. Did winter. Constantly paint those pictures, or, she did were, a, or a, was that just at the beginning? In, in the very beginning of her no therapy, that was part of her therapy, and and yes, I'm just proud to say I have one of the first. Oh, well, that's that's nice. I mean, that's that's good. Don't yeah. don't hate on my winter I'm man. Not, winter, I'm not winter. hating on your winter. I'm just I'm just thinking about a way that you know. Enough winter talk. I ain't worried about the money. I'm just glad that uh, I was I had that experience and closeness to winter. Thank you very much, and I'm done. Owls Wild Meats, we talked about it earlier today, but I wanted to get this out there before we uh, we get out of here today. I wanted to say to all you guys that are out in the woods out there doing your thing, doing your part, uh, be a true hunter, be a true sportsman. If you get a bunch of hogs or you shoot a couple of deer, make sure you share it uh, because I don't want to be the only one who does this, but, I mean, one of the good things that you hear about hunters is a new study that came out with American hunters that said that they're incredibly unselfish when it comes to sharing their bounty of wild harvest. And that has always been that way. It said only about 4% of the population in the United States actually hunts. 80% of the Americans still approve of hunting. But the Wild Harvest Initiative that partnered with uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife did a meat-sharing survey with their residents. And believe it or not, 98% of successful hunters regularly share their meat 
with an estimated 5.8 million people across the state of Texas annually. And considering that fact, that means uh, on average less than 1.2 million people in Texas are hunting each year. And of that number, around 718,000 of them are successful. But literally, those people statistically, profound implications, one in seven people, four million people total, experience some sort of food insecurity and get donations from hunters. That's so cool, man. I love hearing that. Yeah. It says uh, individuals receiving and shared meat is definitely not restricted to those living in the same household. In fact, the majority of people receiving the meat, 3.7 million, about 64%, lived outside of the hunter's home. And the amount of meat involved is substantial, saying that hunters share nearly 43% of their meat harvest with people living outside of their own homes, embracing communities with extended family, friends, neighbors, and associates. So almost half of their meat they almost give away to somebody who doesn't live in their own home. And I will say the first time I ever experienced that firsthand, uh, because we don't really have that kind of system here in Florida, but out in Missouri and Pennsylvania where you have, there would be guys literally who would say, I want these two deer processed and I have two more that I want to donate. And they would literally take two deer and donate two deer. Yep. And if you can do it, do it. It's a good thing. Guys, have a great and fabulous weekend. The weather's going to be perfect for everybody. Bill George, thank you so much for your input and actions. Vince, thank you for being here in your self-serving way. (laughs) And uh, Darlene, you did a great job, Casey. You did a great, great job. You did an awesome job. Much love, guys. Much love. Love you guys, man. Have a great weekend. See you next Saturday. It's Big and Wild. Go check us out on Facebook at BigandWild.com. Bye, you guys. Have fun.